So we begin week 39, at day 267, and we continue through Nehemiah, from chapter 2, verse 17, through to chapter 5, verse 13. So I said to them, You see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned down. Come, let's rebuild Jerusalem's walls so that we will no longer be a disgrace. I told them how the gracious hand of my God had been on me and what the king had said to me. They said, Let's start rebuilding, and they were encouraged to do this good work. When Sanballat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard about this, they mocked and despised us and said, What is this you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? I gave them this reply. The God of heaven is the one who will grant us success. We, his servants, will start building, but you have no share, right, or historic claim in Jerusalem. Eliashib, the high priest, and his fellow priests began rebuilding the sheep gate. They dedicated it and installed its doors. After building the wall to the Tower of the Hundred and the Tower of the Hananel, they dedicated it. The men of Jericho built next to Eliashib, and next to them Sakur, son of Imri, built. The sons of Hassanah built the fish gate. They built it with beams and installed its doors, bolts, and bars. Next to them Merimoth, son of Uriah, son of Hakos, made repairs. Beside them Meshulam, son of Berechiah, son of Meshazabal, made repairs. Next to them Zadok, son of Bana, made repairs. Beside them the Tekoites made repairs, but their nobles did not lift a finger to help their supervisors. Joadah, son of Pashia, and Meshulam, son of Besodiah, repaired the old gate. They built it with beams and installed its doors, bolts, and bars. Next to them Melatiah the Gibeonite, Jadon the Meronite, and the men of Gibeon and Mizpah, who were under the authority of the governor of the region west of the Euphrates River. After him, Uziel, son of Harahiah, the goldsmith, made repairs, and next to him, Hananiah, son of the perfumer, made repairs. They restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Next to them, Rephiah, son of Hur, ruler over half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs. After them, Jediah, son of Harumaph, made repairs across from his house. Next to him, Hattush, the son of Mashabaniah, made repairs. Malkajiah, son of Harim, and Hashub, son of Pathamoab, made repairs to another section, as well as to the Tower of the Ovens. Beside him, Shalom, son of Halohesh, ruler over half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs, he and his daughters. Hanun and the inhabitants of Zanoa repaired the valley gate. They rebuilt it and installed its doors, bolts and bars, and repaired 500 yards of the wall to the dung gate. Malkajah, son of Rechab, ruler over the district of Beth Hakarem, repaired the dung gate. He rebuilt it and installed its doors, bolts and bars. Shalun, son of Kolhozes, ruler over the district of Mizpah, repaired the fountain gate. He rebuilt it and roofed it. Then he installed its doors, bolts and bars. He also made repairs to the wall of the pool of Shelah near the king's garden as far as the stairs that descend from the city of David. After him, Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, ruler over half the district of Beth-zur, made repairs to a point opposite the tombs of David, as far as the artificial pool in the house of the warriors. Next to him, the Levites made repairs under Rehum, son of Bani. Beside him, Hashabiah, ruler over half the district of Keliah, made repairs for his district. After him, their fellow Levites made repairs under Binu, son of Hanadad, ruler over half the district of Keliah. Next to him, Azair, son of Jeshua, ruler over Mizpah, made repairs to another section, opposite the ascent to the armory at the angle. 
after him Baruch son of Zabai diligently repaired another section, from the angle to the door of the house of Eliashib the high priest. Beside him Merimoth son of Uriah son of Hakoz made repairs to another section from the door of Eliashab's house to the end of his house. And next to him the priests from the surrounding area made repairs. After them Benjamin and Hashub made repairs opposite their house. Beside them Azariah son of Masaiah son of Ananiah made repairs beside his house. After him Binu son of Henadad made repairs to another section from the house of Azariah to the angle in the corner. Palal son of Uzai made repairs opposite the angle and tower that juts out from the upper palace of the king by the port courtyard of the guard. Beside him Padiah son of Parosh and the temple servants living on Uphel made repairs opposite the water gate toward the east in the tower that juts out. Next to him the Tekoites made repairs to another section from a point opposite the great tower that juts out as far as the wall of Uphel. Each of the priests made repairs above the horse gate, each opposite his own house. After them Zadok son of Immer made repairs opposite his house, and beside him Shemaiah son of Shechaniah, guard of the east gate, made repairs. Next to him Hananiah son of Shelemiah and Hanun the sixth son of Zalpah made repairs to another section. After them Meshulam son of Berachai, next to him Malkajai, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs to the house of the temple servants and the merchants, opposite the inspection gate and as far as the upper room of the corner. The goldsmiths and merchant made repairs between the upper room of the corner and the sheep gate. When Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became furious. He mocked the Jews before his colleagues and the powerful men of Samaria and said, What are these pathetic Jews doing? Can they restore it by themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they ever finish it? Can they bring these burnt stones back to life from the mounds of rubble? Then Tobiah the Ammonite who was beside him said, Indeed, even if a fox climbed up what they were building, he would break down their stone wall. Listen, our God, for we are despised. Make their insults return on their own heads, and let them be taken as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their guilt, or let their sin be erased from your sight, because they have provoked the builders. So we rebuilt the wall, until the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had the will to keep working. When Sanballat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, Ammonites, and Ashdodites heard that the repairs to the walls of Jerusalem was progressing, and that the gaps were being closed, they became furious. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw it into confusion. So we prayed to our God and stationed a guard because of them day and night. In Judah it was said, The strength of the labourer feels since there is so much rubble. We will never be able to rebuild the wall. And our enemies said, They won't know or see anything until we're among them and we can kill them and stop the work. When the Jews who lived nearby arrived, they said to us time and again, Everywhere you turn they attack us. So I stationed people behind the lowest sections of the wall, at the vulnerable areas. I stationed them by families with their swords, spears and bows. After I made an inspection I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, Don't be afraid of them. Remember the great and awe-inspiring Lord and fight for your countrymen, your sons and daughters, your wives and homes. When our enemies realised that we knew their scheme and that God had frustrated it, every one of us returned to his own work on the wall. From that day on half of my men did the work while the other half held spears, shields, bows and armour. The officers supported all the people of Judah who were building the wall.
The labourers who carried the loads worked with one hand and held a weapon with the other. Each of the builders had his sword strapped around his waist while he was building and the trumpeter was beside me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, The work is enormous and spread out and we are separated far from one another along the wall. Wherever you hear the trumpet sound rally to us there, our God will fight for us. So we continued the work while half of the men were holding spears from daybreak until the stars came out. At that time I also said to the people, Let everyone and his servant spend the night inside Jerusalem so that they can stand guard by night and work by day. And I, my brothers, my men and the guards with me never took off our clothes. Each carried his weapon even when washing. There was a widespread outcry from the people and their wives against their Jewish countrymen. Some were saying, We, our sons and our daughters, are numerous. Let us get grain so that we can eat and live. Others were saying, We are mortgaging our fields, vineyards and homes to get grain during the famine. Still others were saying, We have borrowed money to pay the king's tax on our fields and vineyards. We and our children are just like our countrymen and their children, yet we are subjecting our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters are already enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and vineyards belong to others. I became extremely angry when I heard their outcry and these complaints. After seriously considering the matter, I accused the nobles and officials, saying to them, Each of you is charging his countrymen interest. So I called a large assembly against them and said, We have done our best to buy back our Jewish countrymen who were sold to foreigners, but now you sell your own countrymen and we have to buy them back. They remained silent and could not say a word. Then I said, What you are doing isn't right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God and not invite the reproach of our foreign enemies? Even I, as well as my brothers and my servants, have been lending them money and grain. Please let us stop charging this interest. Return their fields, vineyards, olive groves and houses to them immediately, along with the percentage of the money, grain, new wine and olive oil that you have been assessing them. They responded, We will return these things and require nothing more from them. We will do as you say. So I summoned the priests and made everyone take an oath to do this. I also shook the folds of my robe and said, May God likewise shake from his house and property everyone who doesn't keep this promise. May he be shaken out and have nothing. The whole assembly said, Amen, and they praised the Lord. Then the people did as they had promised. There we end, day 267. Day 268, and we continue through Nehemiah, along with today a uh, rather large list of names uh, out of 1st Chronicles. But we read from Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 15 to chapter 7, verse 4. The governors who preceded me had heavily burdened the people, taking food and wine from them, as well as a pound of silver. Their subordinates also oppressed the people, but I didn't do this because of the fear of God. Instead, I devoted myself to the construction of the wall, and all my subordinates were gathered there for the work. We didn't buy any land. There were 150 Jews and officials, as well as guests from the surrounding nations, at my table. Each day, one ox, six choice sheep, and some fowl were prepared for me. An abundance of all kinds of wine was provided every ten days, but I didn't demand the food allotted to the governor, because the burden on the people was so heavy. Remember me favourably, my God, for all that I have done for this people. When Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem and the Arab and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that no gap was left in it, though at that time I had not installed the doors and the gates, Sanballat and Geshem sent me a message. 
Come, let's meet together in the villages of the Ono Valley. But they were planning to harm me. So I sent messengers to them, saying, I am doing a great work and cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same proposal, and I gave them the same reply. Sanballat sent me this same message a fifth time by Hazid, who had an open letter in his hand, and it was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem agrees, that you and the Jews plan to rebel. This is the reason you are building the wall. According to these reports, you are to become their king, and have even set up the prophets in Jerusalem to proclaim on your behalf, There is a king in Judah. These rumours will be heard by the king, so come, let's confer together. Then I replied to him, There is nothing to these rumours you are spreading. You are inventing them in your own mind. For they were all trying to intimidate us, saying, They will become discouraged in the work, and it will never be finished. But now my God strengthened me. I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Delia, son of Methabel, who was restricted to his house. He said, Let us meet at the house of God inside the temple. Let us shut the temple doors, because they are coming to kill you. They are coming to kill you tonight. But I said, Should a man like me run away? How can I enter the temple and live? I will not go. I realized that God had not sent him because of the prophecy he spoke against me. Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He was hired so that I would be intimidated, do as he suggested, sin and get a bad reputation, in order that they could discredit me. My God, remember Tobiah and Sanballat for what they have done, and also Noadiah the prophetess and the other prophets who wanted to intimidate me. The wall was completed in fifty-two days on the twenty-fifth day of the month Elul. When all our enemies heard this, all the surrounding nations were intimidated and lost their confidence, for they realised that this task had been accomplished by our God. During those days the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to them. For many in Judah were bound by oath to him, since he was a son-in-law of Shechaniah son of Ara, and his son Jehoanan, had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Berechiah. These nobles kept mentioning Tobiah's good deeds to me, and they reported my words to him, and Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. When the wall had been rebuilt and I had doors installed, the gatekeepers, singers, and Levites were appointed. Then I put my brother Hanias, commander of the fortress, because he was a faithful man who feared God more than most. I said to them, do not open the gates of Jerusalem until the sun is hot, and let the doors be shut and securely fastened while the guards are on duty. Station the citizens of Jerusalem as guards, some at their posts and some at their homes. The city was large and spacious, but there were few people in it, and no houses had been built yet. Then we read First Chronicles chapter 9 from verse 2 to 34. The first to live in their towns and their own property again were Israelites, priests, Levites, and temple servants. These people from the descendants of Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh settled in Jerusalem. Uthai, son of Amahud, son of Omri, son of Imri, son of Bani, a descendant of Perez, son of Judah. From the Shilonites, Asaiah, the firstborn, and his sons, and from the sons of Zerah, Jeul, and 690 of their relatives. The Benjaminites, Salu, son of Meshulam, son of Hodaviah, son of Hassanah, Ibniah, son of Jerohoam, Elah, son of Uzi, son of Mikri, Meshulam, son of Shephatiah, son of Reol, son of Ibnajah, and 956 of their relatives, according to their genealogical records. All these men were heads of their ancestral houses. The priests, Jediah, Jehorib, Jachin, Azariah, son of Hilkiah, son of Meshulam, 
son of Zadok, son of Merahamuth, son of Ahitub, the chief official of God's temple, Adiah, son of Jehoram, son of Pashur, son of Malkijah, Masai, son of Adiel, son of Jazrazel, son of Meshulam, son of Mishalamith, son of Immer, and 1,760 of their relatives, the heads of households. They were capable men employed in ministry of God's temple. The Levites, Shemaiah, son of Hashub, son of Azrakam, son of Hashabiah, of the Merorites, Bakbakar, Heresh, Galal, and Mataniah, son of Micah, son of Zikri, son of Asaph, Obadiah, son of Shemaiah, son of Galal, son of Jeduthun, and Berechiah, son of Asaph, son of Elkanah, who lived in the villages of, of the Nephthites, the gatekeepers Shalum, Akub, Talmon, Ahiman, and their relatives. Shalum was their chief. He was previously stationed at the king's gate on the east side. These were the gatekeepers from the camp of the Levites. Shalum, son of Kor, son of Ebasaph, son of Korah, and his relatives from his household, the Korahites, were assigned to guard the thresholds of the tent. Their ancestors had been assigned to the Lord's camp as guardians of the entrance. In earlier times, Phinehas, son of Eliezer, had been their leader and the Lord was with him. Zechariah, son of Meshlemiah, was the gatekeeper at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The total number of those chosen to be gatekeepers at the thresholds was 212. They were registered by genealogy in their villages. David and Samuel the seer had appointed them to their trusted positions. So they and their sons were assigned to the gates of the Lord's house, the house of the tent. The gatekeepers were on the four sides, east, west, north and south. Their relatives came from their villages at fixed times to be with them seven days, but the four chief gatekeepers who were Levites were entrusted with the rooms in the treasuries of God's temple. They spent the night in the vicinity of God's temple because they had guard duty and were in charge of opening it every morning. Some of them were in charge of the utensils used in worship. They would count them when they were brought them out and when they took them in. Others were put in charge of the furnishings and all utensils of the sanctuary, as well as the fine flour, wine, oil, incense and spices. But some of the priests' sons mixed the spices. A Levite called Mathathiah, the firstborn of Shalom the Korahite, was entrusted with baking the bread. Some of the Kohathites' relatives were responsible for preparing the rows of the bread of the presents every Sabbath. The singers, the heads of Levite families, stayed in the temple chambers and were exempt from other tasks because they were on duty day and night. These were the heads of Levite families, chiefs according to their genealogies, and lived in Jerusalem. And then we read Nehemiah chapter 11 verse 1 to 9 to finish today. Now the leaders of the people stayed in Jerusalem, and the rest of the people cast lots for one out of ten to come and live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while the other nine-tenths remained in their towns. The people praised all the men who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. These are the heads of the province who stayed in Jerusalem, but in the villages of Judah each lived in his own property in their towns. The Israelites, priests, Levites, temple servants, and descendants of Solomon's servants, while some of the descendants of Judah and Benjamin settled in Jerusalem. Judah's descendants, Athiah, son of Uzziah, son of Zechariah, son of Amariah, son of Shephatiah, son of Mahalel, of Perez's descendants, and Messiah, son of Baruch, son of Kol Hose, son of Haziah, son of Adiah, son of Jehorib, son of Zechariah, a descendant of the Shilonite. The total number of Perez's descendants who settled in Jerusalem was 468 capable men. These were Benjamin's descendants, 
Salu, son of Meshlaman, son of Jued, son of Padiah, son of Kuliah, son of Masiah, son of Ithiel, son of Jeshiah, and after him Gabai and Salai, 928. Joel, son of Zikri, was the officer over them, and Judas, son of Mahasanu, was second in command over the city. And there we end, day 268. Day 269, and we... Begin today at Nehemiah, we're part of chapter 11 before going back and reading chapter 7, 8 and part of 9. But we read chapter 11, verse 10 to 36. The priests, Jediah son of Jeroib, Jachin and Seriah son of Hilkiah, son of Meshulam, son of Zadok, son of Meriamoth, son of Ahitub, the chief official of God's house, and their relatives who did the work at the temple, 822, Adiah, son of Jeroham, son of Peliah, son of Amzi, son of Zechariah, son of Pashur, son of Malkijah, and his relatives, the leaders of families, 242. Amashai, son of Azarel, son of Azai, son of Mishlamoth, son of Immer, and their relatives, capable men, 128. Zabdil, son of Hagadolim, was their chief. The Levites, Shemaiah, son of Hashub, son of Azrakam, son of Hashibah, son of Buni, and Shebathiah and Josabad from the leaders of the Levites, who supervised the work outside the house of God. Mataniah, son of Micah, son of Zabdi, son of Asaph, the leader who began the thanksgiving in prayer. Bakbukai, second among his relatives. And Abda, son of Shamu, son of Galal, son of Jedathan. All the Levites in the holy city, 284. The gatekeepers, Akub, Talmon and their relatives who guarded the gates, 172. The rest of Israel, the priests and the Levites, were in all the villages of Judah, each on his own inherited property. The temple servants lived in Ophel, Ziha and Gishpah, supervised the temple servants. The leader of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, son of Bani, son of Hashabai, son of Mataniah, son of Micah, of the descendants of Asaph, who were singers for the service of God's house. For there was a command of the king regarding them, and an ordinance regulating the singers' daily tasks. Pethiah, son of Meshasabal, of the descendants of Zerah, son of Judah, was the king's agent in every matter concerning the people. As for the farming settlements with their fields, some of Judah's descendants lived in Kiriath Arba and its villages, Debon and its villages, and Jezkabel and its villages, and Jeshua, Moladah, Beth Palet, Hazar Shul and Beersheba and its villages, in Ziklag and Mechonah and its villages, in Enrimon, Zorah, Jarmuth, and Zanoa, and Andulam with their villages, in Lashish with its villages, and Azekah with its villages. So they settled from Beersheba to the valley of Hinnom. Benjamin's descendants from Geba, Mishmash, Ajai, and Bethel in its villages, Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hazor, Ramah, Githiam, Hadid, Zeboam, Nebalat, Lod, and Ono, the valley of the craftsmen, some of the Judean divisions of Levites were in Benjamin. And then we read from chapter 7, verse 73, to chapter 9, verse 31. So the priests, Levites, gatekeepers, temple singers, some of the people, temple servants, and all Israel settled in their towns. When the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people gathered together at the square in front of the water gate. They asked Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had given Israel. On the first day of the seventh month, 
Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men, women, and all who could listen with understanding. While he was facing the square in front of the water gate, he read out of it from daybreak until noon before the men, the women, and those who could understand. All the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform made for this purpose. Mathathiah, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Masai stood beside him on his right. To his left were Padiah, Mishael, Maljikah, Hashim, Hashbadanah, Zechariah, and Meshalam. Ezra opened the book in full view of all the people, since he was elevated above everyone. As he opened it, all the people stood up. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and with their hands uplifted, all the people said, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Nakub, Shabbatai, Hodiah, Masaiah, Kililah, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, and Peliah, who were Levites, explained the law to the people as they stood in their places. They read the book of the law of God, translating and giving the meaning so that the people could understand what was read. Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to all of them, This day is holy to the Lord your God, do not mourn nor weep. For all the people were weeping as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go and eat what is rich, drink what is sweet, and send portions to those who have nothing prepared, since today is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, because your strength comes from rejoicing in the Lord. And the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be still, since today is holy. Do not grieve. Then all the people began to eat and drink, send portions and have a great celebration, because they had understood the words that were explained to them. On the second day, the family leaders of all the people, along with the priests and Levites, assembled before Ezra the scribe to study the words of the law. They found written in the law how the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Israelites should dwell in booths during the festival of the seventh month. So they proclaimed and spread this news throughout all their towns and in Jerusalem, saying, Go out to the hill country and bring back branches of olive, wild olive, myrtle, palm, and other leafy trees to make booths, just as it is written. The people went out, brought back branches, and made booths for themselves on each of their rooftops, and courtyards the court of the house of God, the square by the water gate and the square by the gate of Ephraim. The whole community that had returned from exile made booths and lived in them. They had not celebrated like this from the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day, and there was tremendous joy. Ezra read out of the book of the law of God every day from the first day to the last. The Israelites celebrated the feast for seven days, and on the eighth day there was an assembly according to the ordinance. On the twenty-fourth day of this month the Israelites assembled. They were fasting, wearing sackcloth, and had put dust in their heads. Those of Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners, and they stood and confessed their sins and the guilt of their fathers. While they stood in their places, they read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a fourth of the day, and spent another fourth of the day in confession and worship of the Lord their God. Jeshua, Bani, Kadmiel, Shebniah, Buni, Sherebiah, Bani, and Shinani stood on the raised platform built for the Levites and cried out Lord loudly to the Lord their God. Then the Levites, Jeshua, Kadmiel, Bani, Hashabaniah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shebaniah, and Pethiah said, Stand up, bless the Lord your God from everlasting to everlasting. Praise your glorious name and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are God, you created the heavens, the highest heavens with all their host. 
the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them, and the heavenly host worships you. You are the Lord God who chose Abraham and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and changed his name to Abraham. You found his heart faithful in your sight and made a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and Girgashites to give it to his descendants. You have kept your promise, for you are righteous. You saw the oppression of our ancestors in Egypt and heard their cry at the Red Sea. You performed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, all his officials, and all the people of his land, for you knew how arrogantly they treated our ancestors. You made a name for yourself that endures to this day. You divided the sea before them, and they crossed through it on dry ground. You hurled their pursuers into the depths like a stone into churning waters. You led them with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to illuminate the way they should go. You came down on Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven. You gave them impartial ordinances, reliable instructions and good decrees and commandments. You revealed your holy Sabbath to them and gave them commandments, statutes and a law through your servant Moses. You provided bread from heaven for their hunger. You brought them back water from the rock for their thirst. You told them to go in and possess the land you had sworn to give them. But our ancestors acted arrogantly. They became stiff-necked and did not listen to your commands. They refused to listen and did not remember your wonders you performed among them. They became stiff-necked and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in faithful love, and you did not abandon them. Even after they had cast an image of a calf for themselves and said, This is your God who brought you out of Egypt, and they had committed terrible blasphemies, you did not abandon them in the wilderness because of your great compassion. During the day the pillar of cloud never turned away from them, guiding them on their journey, and during the night the pillar of fire illuminated the way they should go. You sent your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. You provided for them in the wilderness forty years, and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. You gave them kingdoms and peoples, and assigned them to be a boundary. They took possession of the land of Sihon, king of Heshbon, and of the land of Og, king of Bashan. You multiplied their descendants like the stars of heaven, and brought them to the land you told their ancestors to go in and take possession of it. So their descendants went in and possessed the land. You subdued the Canaanites who inhabited the land before them, and handed their kings and the surrounding peoples over to them to do as they pleased with them. They captured fortified cities and fertile land and took possession of well-supplied houses, rock-hewn cisterns, vineyards, olive groves and fruit trees in abundance. They ate, were filled, became prosperous and delighted in your great goodness. But they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They flung your law behind their backs and killed your prophets who warned them to turn them back to you. They committed terrible blasphemies, so you handed them over to their enemies who oppressed them. In their time of distress they cried out to you and you heard from heaven. In your abundant compassion you gave them deliverers who rescued them from the power of their enemies. But as soon as they had relief, they again did what was evil in your sight. So you abandoned them to the power of their enemies who dominated them. When they cried out to you again, you heard from heaven and rescued them many times in your compassion. You warned them to turn back to your law, but they acted arrogantly and would not obey your commandments. They sinned against your ordinances by which a person will live if he does them. 
They stubbornly resisted, stiffened their necks, and would not obey. You were patient with them for many years, and your spirit warned them through your prophets, but they would not listen. Therefore you handed them over to the surrounding peoples. However, in your abundant compassion you did not destroy them or abandon them, for you are a gracious and compassionate God. And there we end. Day 269. Day 270, and we continue through Nehemiah. We read the rest of chapters 9 and 10, and then jump ahead to finish off chapter 12. But we begin at chapter 9, verse 32, to chapter 10, verse 39. So now our God, the great, mighty, and awe-inspiring God, who keeps his gracious covenant, do not view lightly all the hardships that have afflicted us, our kings and leaders, our priests and prophets, our ancestors and all your people, from the days of the Assyrian kings until today. You are righteous concerning all that has come on us, because you have acted faithfully while we have acted wickedly. Our kings, leaders, priests and ancestors did not obey your law or listen to your commandments and warnings you gave them. When they were in their kingdom with your abundant goodness you gave them, and in the spacious and fertile land you set before them, they would not serve you or turn from their wicked ways. Here we are today, slaves in the land you gave our ancestors, so that they could enjoy its fruit and its goodness. Here we are, slaves in it. Its abundant harvest goes to the kings you have set over us because of our sins. They rule over our bodies and our livestock as they please. We are in great distress. In view of all this, we are making a binding agreement in writing on a sealed document containing the names of our leaders, Levites and priests. Those whose seals were on the document were Nehemiah the governor, son of Halkali, and Zedekiah, Zariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pashur, Amariah, Milkajah, Atush, Shebaniah, Maluch, Harim, Meramoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Ginnathon, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Majamin, Maziah, Biljai, and Shemaiah. These were the priests. The Levites were Jeshua, son of Azaniah, Benui of the sons of Hanadad, Kadmiel and their brothers, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kilatah, Paliah, Hanan, Mekah, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherabiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, and Benuni. The leaders of the people were Parosh, Pahath, Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Buni, Azgad, Babai, Adnajah, Bigvai, Adin, Ater, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashum, Bezai, Marip, Anathoth, Nabai, Magpishah, Mashalam, Hazir, Meshazabel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelathi, Hanan, Anaya, Hosha, Hananiah, Hashub, Haloshe, Pilha, Shobek, Rehum, Hashibana, Messiah, Aha, Hanan, Anan, Maluk, Harim, Bana. The rest of the people, the priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, and temple servants, along with their wives, sons, and daughters, everyone who is able to understand and who has separated themselves from the surrounding peoples to obey the law of God, join with their noble brothers and commit themselves with a sworn oath to follow the law of God, given through God's servant Moses, and to carefully obey all the commands, ordinances, and statutes of the Lord our God. We will not give our daughters in marriage to the surrounding peoples and will not take their daughters as wives for our sons. When the surrounding peoples bring merchandise or any kind of grain to sell on the Sabbath day, we will not buy from them on the Sabbath or a holy day. 
We will also leave the land uncultivated in the seventh year and will cancel every debt. We will impose the following commandments on ourselves. To give an eighth of an ounce of silver yearly for the service of the house of our God. The bread displayed before the Lord. The daily grain offering. The regular burnt offering. The Sabbath and new moon offerings. The appointed festivals. The holy things. The sin offerings to atone for Israel and for all the work of the house of our God. We have cast lots among the priests, Levites and people for the donation of wood by our ancestral houses at the appointed times each year. They are to bring the wood to our God's house to burn in the altar of the Lord our God, as it is written in the law. We will bring the first fruits of our land and of every fruit tree to the Lord's house year by year. We will also bring the firstborn of our sons and our livestock, as prescribed by the law and will bring the firstborn of our herds and flocks to the house of our God, to the priests who serve in our God's house. We will bring a loaf from our first batch of dough to the priests at the storerooms of the house of our God. We will also bring the first fruits of our grain offerings, of every fruit tree and of the new wine and oil. A tenth of our land's produce from our land belongs to the Levites, for the Levites are to collect the one-tenth offering in all our agricultural towns. A priest of Aaronic descent must accompany the Levites when they collect the tenth, and the Levites must take a tenth of this offering to the storerooms of the treasury in the house of our God. For the Israelites and the Levites are to bring the contributions of grain, new wine and oil to the storerooms where the articles of the sanctuary are kept, and where the priests, gatekeepers and singers serve. We will not neglect the house of our God. And then we read chapter 12 verse 27 to 43. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sent for the Levites wherever they lived and brought them to Jerusalem to celebrate the joyous dedication with thanksgiving and singing accompanied by cymbals, harps and lyres. The singers gathered from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the, of the Nethites, from Beth Gilgal and from the fields of Gabah and Asmaveth, for they had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. After the priests and Levites had purified themselves, they purified the people, the gates and the wall. Then I brought the leaders of Judah up on top of the wall, and I appointed two large processions that gave thanks. One went to the right on the wall toward the dung gate. Hoshiah and half the leaders of Judah followed. Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah and Jeremiah. Some of the priests' sons had trumpets. Zechariah, son of Jonathan, son of Shemaiah, son of Mataniah, son of Micaiah, son of Zakur, son of Asaph and his relatives, Shemaiah, Azarel, Milai, Gilalai, Mai, Nathaniel, Judah and Hanani, with the musical instruments of David, the man of God. Ezra the scribe went in front of them. At the fountain gate they climbed the steps of the city of David on the ascent of the wall, and went above the house of David to the water gate on the east. The second thanksgiving procession went to the left, and I followed it with half the people along the top of the wall, past the tower of the ovens to the broad wall, above the gate of Ephraim and by the old gate, the fish gate, the tower of the Hananel and the tower of the hundred, to the sheep gate. They stopped at the gate of the guard. The two thanksgiving processions stood in the house of God. So did I and half of the officials accompanying me, as well as the priests, Eliakim, Messiah, Minimim, Micaiah, Elonai, Zechariah, and Hananai, with trumpets and Messiah, Shemaiah, Eliezer, Uzi, Jehonanan, Malkijah, Elam, and Ezer. Then the singers sang with Jerahiah as the leader. 
On that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God had given them great joy. The women and children also celebrated and Jerusalem's rejoicing was heard far away. Then we read Psalm 147 verse 1 to 20 to finish today. Hallelujah! How good it is to sing to our God for praise is pleasant and lovely. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem. He gathers Israel's exiled people He heals the broken-hearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He gives name to all of them. Our Lord is great, vast in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord helps the afflicted but brings the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Play the lyre to our God, who covers the sky with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, and causes grass to grow in the hills. He provides the animals with their food and the young ravens what they cry for. He is not impressed by the strength of a horse. He does not value the power of a man. The Lord values those who fear him, those who put their hope in his faithful love. Exalt the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion. For he strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your children within you. He endows your territory with prosperity. He satisfies you with the finest wheat. He sends his command throughout the earth. His word runs swiftly. He spreads snow like wool, he scatters frost like ashes, he throws his hailstones like crumbs. Who can withstand his cold? He sends his word and melts them, he unleashes his winds and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and judgments to Israel. He has not done this for any nation, they do not know his judgments. Hallelujah! And there we end, day 270. Day 271 and we continue through Nehemiah but first we read a couple of the Psalms. We read Psalm 148 verse 1 to 14. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him all his angels. Praise him all you hosts. Praise him sun and moon. Praise him all you shining stars. Praise him highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. He set them in position forever and ever. He gave an order that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, all sea monsters and ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and cloud, powerful wind that executes his command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creatures that crawl and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, young men as well as young women, old and young together, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty covers heaven and earth. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise from all his godly ones, from the Israelites, the people close to him. Hallelujah. Then we read Psalm 149, verse 1 to 9. Hallelujah. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the godly. Let Israel celebrate its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Let the godly celebrate in triumphal glory. Let them shout for joy on their beds. Let the exaltation of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hands, inflicting vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, binding their kings with chains and their dignitaries with iron shackles carrying out the judgment decreed against them. This honour is for all his godly people. Hallelujah! 
And then Psalm 150, verse 1 to 6. Hallelujah. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his powerful acts. Praise him for his abundant greatness. Praise him with trumpet blast. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with flute and strings. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then we read Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 44 to chapter 13, verse 9. On that same day, men were placed in charge of the rooms that housed the supplies, contributions, first fruits, and tenths. The legally required portions for the priests and Levites were gathered from the village fields because Judah was grateful to the priests and Levites who were serving. They performed the service of their God in the service of purification, along with the singers and gatekeepers, as David and his son Solomon had prescribed. For long ago, in the days of David and Asaph, there were leaders of the singers in songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. So in the days of Zerubbabel and Nehemiah, all Israel contributed the daily portions for the singers and gatekeepers. They also set aside daily portions for the Levites, and the Levites set aside daily portions for the descendants of Aaron. At that time, the book of Moses was read publicly to the people. The command was found written in it that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever enter the assembly of God, because they did not meet the Israelites with food and water. Instead, they hired Balaam against them to curse them, but our God turned the curse into a blessing. When they heard the law, they separated all those of mixed descent from Israel. Now before this, Eliashib the priest had been put in charge of the storerooms of the house of our God. He was a relative of Tobiah, and had prepared a large room for him where they had previously stored the grain offerings, the frankincense, the articles and intensive grain, new wine and oil prescribed for the Levites, singers and gatekeepers, along with the contributions for the priests. While all this was happening, I was not in Jerusalem because I had returned to King Artaxerxes of Babylon in the 32nd year of his reign. It was only later that I asked the king for a leave of absence so I could return to Jerusalem. Then I discovered the evil that Eliashib had done on behalf of Tobiah by providing him a room in the courts of God's house. I was greatly displeased and threw out all of Tobiah's household possessions out of the room. I ordered that the rooms be purified and I had the articles of the house of God restored there, along with the grain offering and frankincense. Then we read through Psalm 119, and today we read from from chapter... well. Psalm 119, so it's chapter 119, we read from verse 1 to verse 80. Aleph, how happy are those whose way is blameless, who live according to the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep his decrees and seek him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong, they follow his ways. You have commanded that your precepts be diligently kept. If only my ways were committed to keeping your statutes, then I would not be ashamed when I think about all your commands. I will praise you with a sincere heart when I learn your righteous judgments. I will keep your statutes, never abandon me. Bet. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. I have sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Lord, may you be praised. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I proclaim all the judgments from your mouth. I rejoice in the way revealed by your decrees as much as in all riches. 
I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Gimel, deal generously with your servant so that I might live. Then I will keep your word. Open my eyes so that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. I am continually overcome by longing for your judgments. You rebuke the proud, they accurse to wander from your commands. Take insult and contempt away from me, for I have kept your decrees. Though princes sit together speaking against me, your servant will think about your statutes. Your decrees are my delight and my counsellors. Dalet. My life is down in the dust. Give me life through your word. I told you about my life and you listened to me. Teach me your statutes. Help me understand the meaning of your precepts so that I can meditate on your wonders. I am weary from grief. Strengthen me through your word. Keep me from the way of deceit and graciously give me your instruction. I have chosen the way of truth. I have set your ordinances before me. I cling to your decrees. Lord, do not put me to shame. I pursue the way of your commands for you broaden my understanding. Hey, Teach me, Lord, the meaning of your statutes, and I will always keep them. Help me understand your instruction, and I will obey it and follow it with all my heart. Help me stay on the path of your commands, for I take pleasure in it. Turn my heart to your decrees and not to material gain. Turn my eyes from looking at what is worthless. Give me life in your ways. Confirm what you said to your servant, for it produces reverence for you. Turn away the disgrace I dread. Indeed, your judgments are good. How I long for your precepts. Give me life through your righteousness. Yav, let your faithful love come to me, Lord, your salvation as you promised. Then I can answer the one who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Never take the word of truth from my mouth, for I hope in your judgments. I will always keep your law forever and ever. I will walk freely in an open place, because I seek your precepts. I will speak of your decrees before kings and not be ashamed. I delight in your commands, which I love. I will lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and will meditate on your statutes. Zion, remember your word to your servant. You have given me hope through it. This is my comfort and my affliction. Your promise has given me life. The arrogant constantly ridicule me, but I do not turn away from your instruction. Lord, I remember your judgments from long ago and find comfort. Rage seizes me because of the wicked who reject your instruction. Your statutes are the theme of my song during my earthly life. I remember your name in the night, Lord, and I keep your law. This is my practice. I obey your precepts. Cat. The Lord is my portion. I have promised to keep your words. I have sought your favour with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I thought about my ways and turned my steps back to your decrees. I hurried, not hesitating to keep your commands. Though the ropes of the wicked were wrapped around me, I did not forget your law. I rise at midnight to thank you for your righteous judgments. I am a friend to all who fear you, to those who keep your precepts. Lord, the earth is filled with your faithful love. Teach me your statutes. Tet. Lord, you have treated your servant well, just as you promised. Teach me good judgment and discernment, for I rely on your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good, and you do what is good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have smeared me with lies, but I obey your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are hard and insensitive, but I delight in your instruction. 
It was good for me to be afflicted so that I could learn your statutes. Instruction from your lips is better for me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Yod, your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding so that I can learn your commands. Those who fear you will see me and rejoice, for I put my hope in your word. I know, Lord, that your judgments are just and that you have afflicted me fairly. May your faithful love comfort me as you promised your servant. May your compassion come to me so that I may live, for your instruction is my delight. Let the arrogant be put to shame for slandering me with lies. I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you, those who know your decrees, turn to me. May my heart be blameless regarding your statutes so that I will not be put to shame. And there we end, day 271. Day 272, and we continue through Psalm 119 before going back into Nehemiah to finish off there. Uh, And just as a word, we start at verse 81 of Psalm 119, and every now and again you'll notice a single word used. Um, For example, as we start at Psalm 119, the first is calf. These are all letters of the Hebrew alphabet, so kind of every 10 or so verses there's there's a little... Uh, single word that comes up and that's just a letter from the Hebrew alphabet. So we start at at chapter 119 which is Psalm 119 verse 81 and it ends at verse 176 and Tzav which is the letter corresponding to that. But we begin at verse 81. Kaf. I long for your salvation. I put my hope in your word. My eyes grow weary looking for what you have promised. I ask when will you comfort me? Though I have become like a wineskin dried by smoke, I do not forget your statutes. How many days must your servant wait? When will you execute judgment on my persecutors? The arrogant have dug pits for me. They violate your instruction. All your commands are true. People persecute me with lies. Help me. They almost ended my life on earth, but I did not abandon your precepts. Give me life in accordance with your faithful love, and I will obey the decree you have spoken. Lamed. Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Your faithfulness is for all generations. You established the earth and it stands firm. They stand today in accordance with your judgments, for all things are your servants. If your instruction had not been my delight, I would have died in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for you have given me life through them. I am yours. Save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked hope to destroy me, but I contemplate your decrees. I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your command is without limit. Mem, how I love your teaching, it is my meditation all day long. Your command makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is always with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, because your decrees are my meditation. I understand more than the elders, because I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path to follow your word. I have not turned from your judgments, for you yourself have instructed me. How sweet your word is to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every false way. Nun. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I have solemnly sworn to keep your righteous judgments. I am severely afflicted. Lord, give me life through your word. Lord, please accept my willing offerings of praise and teach me your judgments. My life is constantly in danger, yet I do not forget your instruction. The wicked have set a trap for me, but I have not wandered from your precepts. 
I have your decrees as a heritage forever, indeed they are the joy of my heart. I am resolved to obey your statutes to the very end. Samek, I hate the double-minded, but I love your instruction. You are my shelter and my shield, I put my hope in your word. Depart from me, you evil one, so that I may obey my God's commands. Sustain me as you promised, and I will live. Do not let me be ashamed of my hope. Sustain me so that I can be safe and be concerned with your statutes continually. You reject all who stray from your statutes, for their deceit is a lie. You remove all the wicked on earth as if they were dross. Therefore I love your decrees. I tremble in awe of you. I fear your judgments. I and I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Guarantee your servants' well-being. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes grow weary looking for your salvation and for your righteous promise. Deal with your servant based on your faithful love. Teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me understanding so that I may know your decrees. It is time for the Lord to act, for they have broken your law. Since I love your commandments more than gold, even the purest gold, I carefully follow all your precepts and hate every falsehood. Pay. Your decrees are wonderful, therefore I obey them. The revelation of your words brings light and gives understanding to the inexperienced. I pant with open mouth because I long for your commands. Turn to me and be gracious to me, as is your practice toward those who love your name. Make my steps steady through your promise. Don't let sin dominate me. Redeem me from human oppression and I will keep your precepts. Show favour to your servant and teach me your statutes. My eyes pour out streams of tears because people do not follow your instruction. Sade, you're righteous, Lord, and your judgments are just. The decrees you issue are righteous and altogether trustworthy. My anger overwhelms me because my foes forget your words. Your word is completely pure and your servant loves it. I am insignificant and despised, but I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your instruction is true. Trouble and distress have overtaken me, but your commands are my delight. Your decrees are righteous forever. Give me understanding and I will live. Cough. I call with all my heart. Answer me, Lord. I will obey your statutes. I call to you. Save me and I will keep your decrees. I rise before dawn and cry out for help. I put my hope in your word. I am awake through each watch of the night to meditate on your promise. In keeping with your faithful love, hear my voice. Lord, give me life in keeping with your justice. Those who pursue evil plans come near. They are far from your instruction. You are near, Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago I learned from your decrees that you have established them forever. Resh, consider my affliction and rescue me, for I have not forgotten your instruction. Defend my cause and redeem me. Give me life as you promised. Salvation is far from the wicked because they do not seek your statutes. Your compassions are many, Lord. Give me life according to your judgments. My persecutors and foes are many. I have not turned from your decrees. I have seen the disloyal and feel disgust because they do not keep your word. Consider how I love your precepts. Lord, give me life according to your faithful love. The entirety of your word is truth and all your righteous judgments endure forever. Shin. Princes have persecuted me without cause, but my heart fears only your word. I rejoice over your promise like one who finds vast treasure. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your instruction. 
I praise you seven times a day for your righteous judgments. Abundant peace belongs to those who love your instruction. Nothing makes them stumble. Lord, I hope for your salvation and carry out your commands. I obey your decrees and love them greatly. I obey your precepts and decrees, for all my ways are before you. Tzav, let my cry reach you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my plea reach you. Rescue me according to your promise. My lips pour out praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue sings about your promise, for all your commandments are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, Lord, and your instruction is my delight. Let me live, and I will praise you. May your judgments help me. I wander like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commands. And there we finish Psalm 119. And now we read Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. How happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path of sinners, or join a group of mockers. Instead his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside streams of water that bears its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The wicked are not like this. Instead they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not survive the judgment and sinners will not be in the community of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Then we read Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 10 to 22 to finish today. I also found out that because the portions for the Levites had not been given, each of the Levites and the singers performing the service had gone back to his own field. Therefore I rebuked the official, saying, Why has the house of God been neglected? I gathered the Levites and singers together and stationed them at their posts. Then all Judah brought a tenth of the grain, new wine and oil into the storehouses. I appointed as treasurers over the storehouses Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe and Padiah of the Levites, with Hanan son of Zakur son of Mataniah to assist them, because they were considered trustworthy. They were responsible for the distribution to their colleagues. Remember for me for this, my God, and don't erase the good deeds I have done for the house of my God and for its services. At that time I saw people in Judah treading wine presses on the Sabbath. They were also bringing in stores of grain and loading them on donkeys along with wine, grapes and figs. All kinds of goods were being brought to Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, so I warned them against selling food on that day. The Tyrians living there were importing fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them on the Sabbath to the people of Judah in Jerusalem. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this evil you are doing profaning the Sabbath day? Didn't your ancestors do the same so that our God brought all this disaster on us and on this city? And now you are rekindling his anger against Israel by profaning the Sabbath. When shadows began to fall on the gates of Jerusalem just before the Sabbath, I gave orders that the gates be closed and not opened until after the Sabbath. I posted some of my men at the gates so that no goods could enter during the Sabbath day. Once or twice the merchants and those who sell all kinds of goods camped outside Jerusalem, but I warned them, why are you camping in front of the wall? If you do it again, I'll use force against you. After that, they did not come again on the Sabbath. Then I instructed the Levites to purify themselves and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember me also for this, my God, and look on me with compassion in keeping with your abundant faithful love. And there we end, day 272.
day 273, and we finish off the book of Nehemiah, and then we read through the entire book of Malachi. So we finish Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 23 to 31. In those days I also saw Jews who had married women from Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. Half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod or of one of the other peoples, but could not speak Hebrew. I rebuked them, cursed them, beat some of their men, and pulled out their hair. I forced them to take an oath before God and said, You must not give your daughters in marriage to their sons or take their daughters as wives for your sons or yourselves. Didn't King Solomon of Israel sin in matters like this? There was not a king like him among many nations. He was loved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Yet foreign women drew him into sin. Why then should we hear about you doing all this terrible evil and acting unfaithfully against our God by marrying foreign women? Even one of the sons of Jehoiada, son of Eliashib, the high priest, had become a son-in-law to Sanballat the Horonite, so I drove him away from me. Remember then, my God, for defiling the priesthood as well as the covenant of the priesthood and the Levites. So I purified them from everything foreign and assigned specific duties to each of the priests and Levites. I also arranged for the donation of wood at the appointed times and for the firstfruits. Remember me, my God, with favour. There we end Nehemiah, and we begin at Malachi chapter 1, verse 1. An oracle, the word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord, but you ask, how have you loved us? Wasn't Esau Jacob's brother? This is the Lord's declaration. Even so I loved Jacob, but I hated Esau. I turned his mountains into a wasteland and gave his inheritance to the desert jackals. Though Edom says, We have been devastated, but we will rebuild the ruins. The Lord of hosts says this, They may build, but I will demolish. They will be called a wicked country, and the people the Lord has cursed forever. Your own eyes will see this, and you yourselves will say, The Lord is great even beyond the borders of Israel. A son honours his father, and a servant his master. But if I am a father, where is my honour? And if I am a master, where is your fear of me, says the Lord of hosts, to you priests who despise my name? Yet you ask, how have we despised your name? By presenting defiled food on my altar. You ask, how have we defiled you? When you say the Lord's table is contemptible. When you present a blind animal for sacrifice, is it not wrong? And when you present a lame or sick animal, is it not wrong? Bring it to your governor. Would he be pleased with you or show you favour? Asks the Lord of hosts. And now ask for God's favour, will he be gracious to you? Since this has come from your hands, will he show any of you favour? Asks the Lord of hosts. I wish one of you would shut the temple door so that you would no longer kindle a useless fire on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of hosts, and I will accept no offering from your hands. For my name will be great among the nations, from the rising of the sun to its setting. Incense and pure offerings will be presented in my name in every place, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you are profaning it when you say, The Lord's table is defiled and its product, its food is contemptible. You also say, Look, what a nuisance, and you scorn it, says the Lord of hosts. You bring stolen, lame, or sick animals. You bring this as an offering. Am I to accept that from your hands? asks the Lord. The deceiver is cursed who has an acceptable meal in his flock and makes a vow, but sacrifices a defective animal to the Lord. 
For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. Therefore this decree is for you priests. If you don't listen and if you don't take it to heart to honour my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse among you and I will curse your blessings. In fact, I have already begun to curse them because you are not taking it to heart. Look, I am going to rebuke your descendants, and I will spread animal waste over your faces, the waste from your festival sacrifices, and you will be taken away with it. Then you will know that I send you this decree, so my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant with him was one of life and peace, and I gave these to him. It called for reverence, and he revered me and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and nothing wrong was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and fairness, and turned many from sin. For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth, because he is a messenger of the Lord of hosts. You, on the other hand, have turned from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. You have violated the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. So I in turn have made you despised and humiliated before all the people, because you are not keeping my ways but are showing partiality in your instruction. Don't all of us have one father? Didn't one God create us? Why then do we act treacherously toward one another, profaning the covenant of our fathers? Judah has acted treacherously, and a detestable thing has been done in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the Lord's sanctuary, which he loves, and has married the daughter of a foreign god. To the man who does this, may the Lord cut off any descendants from the tents of Jacob, even if they present an offering to the Lord of hosts. And this is another thing you do. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning, because he no longer respects your offerings or receives them gladly from your hands. Yet you ask for what reason? Because the Lord has been a witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have acted treacherously against her, though she was your marriage partner and your wife by covenant. Didn't the one God make us with a remnant of his life breath, and what does the one seek? A godly offering. So watch yourselves carefully, and do not act treacherously against the wife of your youth. If he hates and divorces his wife, says the Lord God of Israel, he covers his gar garment with injustice, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore watch yourselves carefully, and do not act treacherously. You have wearied the Lord with your words, yet you ask, How have we wearied him? When you say everyone who does evil is good in the Lord's sight, and he is pleased with them, or where is the God of justice? See, I am going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. Then the Lord you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant you desire. See, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who will be able to stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire and like cleansing lye. He will be like a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. Then they will present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord as in days of old and years gone by. I will come to you in judgment, and I will be ready to witness against sorcerers and adulterers, against those who swear falsely against those who oppress the widow and the fatherless and cheat the wage earner, and against those who deny justice to the foreigner. They do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. Because I, Yahweh, have not changed, you descendants of Jacob have not been destroyed. Since the days of your fathers you have turned from my statutes, you have not kept them. 
Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you ask, how can we return? Will a man rob God, yet you are robbing me? You ask, how do we rob you? By not making the payments of 10% in the contributions, you are suffering under a curse, yet you, the whole nation, are still robbing me. Bring the full 10% into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not ruin the produce of your ground, and your vine and your field will not be barren, says the Lord of hosts. Then all the nations will consider you fortunate, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Your words against me are harsh, says the Lord, yet you ask, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is useless to serve God. What have we gained by keeping his requirements and walking mournfully before the Lord of hosts? So now we consider the arrogant to be fortunate. Not only do those who commit wickedness prosper, they even test God and escape. At that time those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. The Lord took notice and listened. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared Yahweh and had high regard for his name. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts. A special possession on the day I am preparing. I will have compassion on them as a man has compassion on his son who serves him. So you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. For indeed the day is coming, burning like a furnace, when all the arrogant and everyone who commits wickedness will become stubble. The coming day will consume them, says the Lord of hosts, not leaving them root or branches. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go out and playfully jump like calves from the stall. You will trample the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day I am preparing, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the instruction of Moses, my servant, the statutes and ordinances I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Look, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise I will come and strike the land with a curse. And there we end day 273. We end week 39. And we end the Old Testament.